0: Easter four they were DNFs and it was DNF DNF and so it's like, well, you know, and then the next thing you know, we just started rattling off win, top five, top five win, top five win and it was like then we were top of the points and I was like, Well, that's cool. Maybe we'll just see that through and then um but yeah, it was a it was a really great battle all year with different drivers and then with with Britton and Allen and the points there and uh the travel shows always made it interesting, so it. It's really cool to be able to say that we, we came out on top. Like, it's just, like I say it in every victory lane speech, it's, it's really cool to be able to like say that you came out on top one night, but to like say that, oh, we came out on top over the whole season is like, you know, that I feel like that's something that like I can stop second guessing, like whether or not I should, I can be a race car driver. Cause like, I don't know if other people do that, but it's just something I've always done. It's like, am I. Am I actually good at this? Am I not? I feel like this is finally something I can say, okay, I, I'm, I'm maybe kind of good at this. You know, it, I think the cool thing, watching your career the whole time,
1: you started off, I, I don't want it to sound like, man, you started from the bottom and, and had to claw up because you started off pretty fast out of the gate with some success. But what's it feel like to know that you've, how far you've come? Because you have, I mean, you have, you, I give you a ton of credit that I've watched you every year continue to improve your program to be able to compete with those front front running guys and now you are that front running guy that guys are chasing
0: yeah that's we talked about that um a little bit last year at uh and then maybe a little bit the year before too of like how far we had come and it seemed like you know it's like um at the beginning of the of my racing season or above my racing career in 2017 and even into 2018, it was like, you looked at guys like Marty O'Neill who was just, just anywhere he went, he was whooping us and it didn't matter. And then, you know, you had, um, a handful of Hudson would show up and he, you know, be really good. And he was still dabbling around then. And then, um, you know, all, all the guys who were out there winning races like, like Tyler and Steve and other Tyler and, um, it was we don't have to put steve in there yeah no <laughs> it was it was kind of like that looked like the top of mount everest right and i'm just standing at the base and like like you said we would have good runs but to me you could just feel like like i think the first year i raced i had two top 5s and we were really excited about that but the difference between getting a top 5 and not being lapped by Marty O'Neill was like, we're actually two different things. You, he might lap the field, you know? It's yeah, like, you, yeah. you may still be top five and be lapped. Right, yeah. it's, so it's like, it just seemed crazy. And then like, it was, I think it was 2021 when we won like four races in a row at Vernon. And we were like, dad and I were sitting there talking. And it's like, man, you remember like, just a couple of years ago, we were like, Marty O'Neill pulls in the pits and you know who's going to win. And it's like, is that me now? Like, is that what people, like, And do I, I don't want to, like, say, like, are people saying that about me? Like, oh, crap, Tyler's here. But it's, like, cool to think that they could be. Like, and it just, that was something that, like, just kind of hit me kind of weird. It's like, yeah, we are where we really didn't think we could be. It's like I knew I could, or I I wouldn't have started racing if I didn't think I could have been good. But I didn't really know how long it would take me or if I would ever be able to. I would have been happy if, um, if I'd have been, so this was my sixth year. If you told me I raced for six years and finally after five years I picked up a win and six I picked up a couple wins, but if you were telling me you're getting multiple wins a season and in a championship, I'd be like, no way. Like, but we didn't, I didn't start out racing anything. Like as soon as I started, like I always wanted to race. Wouldn't, they didn't let me. So 2017, I was like, so I had to learn, you know, all the the cues about just racing like side by side with other people in any car and like how how do starts go how do restarts go you know how do you what are you going to do that's really going to make somebody mad you know how how do you be a lap car that's like there's so many different things <laughs> to go it, it being a good lap car is a big deal like if you want to earn the respect
1: yeah, from the other right. guys i think i think so many times some some young drivers and then miss that is, you know, they think, I got I to gotta keep racing. I got to show them I can race with. Being a good lap car, being a guy that gets out of the way and doesn't cause problems will earn you respect that now you can walk in a guy's trailer and say, hey, help me out. Well, yeah. Give me advice. Okay. If you're not, you burn your bridge and you become the outsider real quick.
2: That's a great point, though, because, you know, you see a lot of times the guy's lapped, but when another car goes up to go around him, he decides to start racing again. Yeah. And, and you know, can really mess up the guys battling for a position up front.
0: That uh, I was watching um, Volusia last night. Um, there was a really good battle in the modifieds, like um, the top three cars had each won a feature the night before, and Lucas Lee um was like I think second or third and he was trying to get Troutman past a lap car on the inside and the lap car went out and then going to the next quarter the lap car dove back down to the bottom right in front of Lee and he just had to punt him and they but and he ended up taking him himself out so he had to go to the tail and it's like, man, what were you doing? (laughs) You know that was the leader. Like everybody's smart enough. You know, it's like you never want to be the lap car that cost somebody a race or caught you know, the fans are the fans are glued to the front Typically, yes. the majority of them, especially when there's a good race to the front. It's like, well, you just ruined all the fans' night. They were about to get a good show, you know, at least, and yeah, there is a lot of that goes into being a good race car driver that does not involve being fast. There's a the whole giant list of things that you should do, um, just like you said, to be respectful. And uh, I, like I said, I was trying to learn all of that and try and figure out how to also be fast at the same time, so... Do you think you, we've talked about this before, but
2: you traveling down south and, and racing all those other tracks, do you think that made it, I'm not going to say easy, but easier to come back home and race at the tracks you're familiar with?
0: It I think it it made me um, not get myself in a box of like what, what can I or can't I do, um, especially when it came to like setups, but also like mentality wise of like, there were some nights down South and we would just be awful. But then like there was a couple of nights where I remember racing with and passing guys that I knew had won five, 10, 20,000 to win crate features somewhere in their area. Like when you're racing it, you know, you know, these guys names or they won super shows. So it's like when you're like, okay, I passed, um, you know, so-and-so and and they had 15 wins last year. And you know, a handful or they won their championship and they did they did all the same things that Marty did or that right. that um you know any of the best guys around home did so it's like well if i can't if i can run with these guys at their home track why can't i go to my home track and run with my guys like what you know what's so different like am i just stuck in my head thinking these guys are better than me or like you know right
1: well i i be honest i we you know i we've talked before I got the opportunity to be down there and then shoot some of those shows and produce some of those shows um, when you first started going down with the AAS and the biggest thing I would say is exactly what you just said I think sometimes people don't realize some of the names you race with down there when you're talking about a Randy Weaver a Logan Roberson you know names that again right? Randy's career right is legendary Logan is now chasing Lucas Oil you were running guys that it was a big deal to race against. And I think that, I agree. I think sometimes when you stay at your home track, you have so much respect for some of those names, and, and rightfully so. Everybody should have respect for Marty O'Neill and the, and the Hartwell clan for what they put together for Marty to run. But you can also get to the point where you respect them so much that they're almost heroes. It's almost like a hero deal, and, and I, I can't go beat my hero. But I think when you go down and you can compete with some of those other guys and see some
0: of those um, guys race, it, it definitely comes back around to, I can compete. Yeah, I think, I like, I honestly think, like, we definitely learned a lot about what to do to make the car faster. But I I genuinely felt like we gained confidence with, you know, we were going down there initially and just not making a show, not making a show, not making a show. It's like, you got... 45 cars showing up and, you know, 40 of them win features at their local track. And right. we were trying to make it into the top 20 into the field. And we were consistently not doing that. And then we started making shows. Oh, and then we started, you know, running decent in shows. And it was like, okay, well, you know, we didn't change all that much. It just, we just started doing something. I don't know. Everything just kind of started to come together. And then it was like, okay, well, and then I, I that, first win I got at, uh, Brownstown was in the middle of that. So we came back home. We had an off week or two from the AAS. It was in July. And, uh, so we just show up to Brownstown and I can't remember who it was. I had somebody on on the four-wheeler with me and I was kind of looking at the track and, uh, I was like, I'm going to win this thing tonight. And they're like, what? I'm like, you know, I'm like, why not? I'm like, you know, I've never came to Brownstown. I've been like, I think I'm going to win tonight before that. Right. And it's like, you know brownstown was never like my track i was never like that great there i'm like you know it's it's just a racetrack i'm like i race against these used to race against these guys all the time you know we're we're stepping up our program i'm like i want to win tonight and then we went and did it and i was like oh crap I <laughs> well i was right yeah i was, right.
2: <laughs> I was still announcing there then yeah. and i tell you what when you came out that night you looked like a whole different driver from where you had raced in the past and it was it was obvious you had learned something while you was out traveling man it, it, i mean it showed immediately when you come out there
0: yeah it's and like yeah and like it's just like like we were saying it's really cool to me to to think that i i don't think of myself as like a guy that's could be like guy starting nows you know like oh i i want to beat tyler like i don't think of myself as like that um level of you know being good I think of like myself as a good competitor against the guys that I'm racing against and I just want to go out there and win but then also trying to look at it from the outside it's like man it is really cool that we're picking up you know seven feature wins this year where where it's like before it's like you know oh if I got one that's cool
1: well you know we've always talked on here too to a lot of guys it's it's amazing how the racers mentality goes you know that you know the first time that you, you get out on the track and you know, you get a top five in a heat race. You're like, okay, all right. Then you win the heat race. You're back at the trailer and you're marking up heat race wins, or you maybe mark up that B main win, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm belittling any guy that is at that moment right now, because that's something. Yeah. But then as soon as you taste that feature win Mm there, the B mains heat races, we don't care. Yeah. It's about feature wins. And, and, it's amazing how that those the racer has that mentality and that grind and what that desire is to get to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what you just said is exactly what has helped you. From an outsider, I would say you're right there, you know, with those guys. But I think that little bit of question that you still hold, like I think I can be a good competitor. I'm 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 still shocked I got seven wins. That's the grind that keeps you going. The moment you you roll into the track. And it's not the confidence you had to just say, I'm gonna win here tonight, like that. It's like, ah, I got this. That's the moment you realize I've I've slid backwards. And I think that you being hungry is gonna keep you right with those guys for the for the future.
0: I yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't and I would you know, I would hate to talk to one of my competitors and and have them have the attitude of being like, I don't know why you're here, like you're just running for second. But at the same time, I wouldn't, like, it, it's got to be about, you got to have confidence yourself that you can do it, right? I don't go out there wanting to run second. I don't go out there expecting myself to, I, I guess, it's a, it's a weird way of saying I expect myself to win, but I'm also shocked when I do. Mm-hmm. It's like, right. it, you got to have a little bit, you got to have the humbleness, but you also got to have the hungriness and you got to be able to do, um, I think, all of it at the same time to really, like I was saying, like, be... A really good competitor. I don't want to go out there and just drive through people. I want to like, you know, have a really good race with these guys, but like, you know, I want to be the guy on top too. So it's, um, and, and to your point, what you were saying earlier, I vividly remember my first heat race win as much as I do my first feature win. And I don't, I can't say I remember my first B main win. I think I, I think it was at twin cities, but the first heat race win was a big one. And I was like, I remember telling my dad when I got back to the, it was at Chandler, um, which we haven't gone to since. <laughs> yeah, I was down at Chandler in Evansville. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, I outran Remington Gill and um, uh, Isaac Rainey and his new capital. Like yep. there was, And I think uh, Tyler Kane was in that heat. And like we, there were some really good cars in the heat. And I started outside coal and I drove around Remington. And I let every lap, and I remember, like, every lap thinking, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. That's all I was thinking. And then, I like, I ended up winning, and I got back at the trailer, and I was, like, loaded it up. It's all downhill from here tonight. I was, I'm like, I know we're not winning our first feature tonight. Put it in the trailer. Let's just go home on this high. And they're like, "No, oh, we can't do that. But Yeah, I was just as pumped for that as I was that first feature win at Rainbow
2: Uh It was cool to go down there because you guys were treated like Lucas Oil just rolled in when we went to Chandler, man. I mean, it was... I mean, it, it actually takes me back to your uncle when we went to Fleming County, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was the Scott Bloomquist yeah. of that joint and that's the way all you guys with ILMS was treated when we went to Chandler, man. That was
0: It honestly, it was a good track. I well I mean, you know, I got my first heat with there I'm gonna like it. <laughs> I like, <laughs> the water on the track stuck. That was Yeah. <laughs> I remember I remember um it was really hot that day, and I did not know that apparently they took the water from where they dumped the sewage. Yes. Yeah, and the water truck rode by, and I kind of just stayed close to it and let it spray me. And then everybody looked at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, felt good. And they're like, that's sewer water. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> K-Rob's so
1: lucky he did yeah, get K- sprayed there. K-Rob is very lucky it was not a Chandler.
2: So, hey, I do, Go ahead. I was just going to say, let's switch uh, gears or... Or engines, and let's talk about that adventure you're you're moving into, man. That uh, you're running, you know, the crates and the supers. Let's right? go, let's go back to the the first time. I okay. shouldn't say
1: the first time, but the marathon that you went through, going from the
0: you know the Bowman Fifty to the, the Jackson, Jackson One Hundred. Yeah, that was a. I don't. That night was kind of everything. I guess I. Uh, I anticipated it, but when we we decided we were going to do it, I had worst case scenario in my mind. I had, we're going to be up till 5 a.m. doing this. And then, you know, it turned out that's what happened thanks to the rain. And and then we, you know, we had everything set up to be able to do it right there at our trailer. And then it was raining. So we had to load everything up. And then Jim let us use one of the barns at the, um, on the fairgrounds there where they show cattle. So we were able to back it into the cattle barn and um, at least be dry. But Um, that night, I don't think that going into Saturday after the engine swap basically went as good or better than I could have ever hoped. Like my goal, because I had like, I had ran, I guess that wasn't really my first super race. I had taken Tori's car. My dad let me take it to fun fest one time and we put all the tires on backwards. So I had reverse stagger and we didn't have Toby with us, a setup guy, and it was just me and dad, and I just went out there and, and looked like an idiot. I mean, I remember, I think it was Stephen Godsey who, like, stopped by the pit and was like, get him off the track. And there's a picture that um, Mark Schaefer got of me that I still have somewhere, and I was, like, full crank sideways. Like, it looks like, I didn't end up spinning out, but it looks like I'm gonna spin out, and then it's like, I'm way too jack sideways for than anybody else was, and I was just trying to control the car. So going from that to, like, okay, well, then we got this the Jackson 100 it's like well this is going to be my first real super show and um we had practiced it basically just to shake the engine down and make sure it ran good um we went to one um private session at Brownstown a few weeks before and we went out like two or three times and we tried basically just trying to see what different was on gear and if i had to make wholesale changes to the car like and then make sure the engine ran and so really like I didn't try hardly any changes because the car felt pretty good. So I just went out there and made some laps. I think I came in and made a lift bar change. I didn't like it, put it back where it was, and then went out one more time. And I was like, engine runs good, car's pretty good. Like, let's let's just load it up and we'll just go for it. Like, we don't, you know, we could, I wanted, you know, I wanted to spend the money and do that multiple times and get good at it, but it went, I couldn't. So going into the Jackson, I was like, if we can have things go our way. I think we can make the show. And then I qualified like crap. And it was like, I think, you know, I, I think I was like two, one, two thousandths of a second ahead of Peden. And it was like, well, why'd I just spend all night, you know, changing, changing engines if I could have just left what I had in and probably got right around the same time. So it was like, I was pretty down and then we got out for the heat race and I was like, I, I, I can do this. I have to do this. Like, this is what we, we didn't put all this work in to not do it. So I just went out there. And I'm like, I'm going to the front. And I about ran over uh, Steve Casebolt, not like on purpose. Like, and I'd thought he broke. Like I was just whatever line I chose, whatever I did, I was just that much quicker. And I like hit him in the quarter panel. I was like, Oh crap. And I was like, I got out of it and I saw him get sideways and I, f- I felt bad about like, you know, he kept going and I didn't pass him or nothing, he didn't lose a spot. You know, it, it ended up being a caution anyway. But I remember thinking, I was like, I just about ran over a case bowl, dream winner. Like, because I was that much faster. I was like, we got it like, and then I, then I set out, I'm like, we're really going this time. And I got almost past Chad for the transfer spot. And then I decided I was just gonna cruise in the, in the B main and make sure I got in, hold the bottom and then for the feature, I was like, just take it easy. See if we can pick off a couple cars. I put a 40 on the right rear. I had never really ran a 40 and like did what a couple of the super guys were telling me to do on some tire stuff. And I was like, all right, let's take it easy and, you know, see where we're at at the end. And the next thing I know, I'm like twelve. and I'm like, how, what is going on? Like, I don't, I wasn't even trying yet. And honestly, the car was still too snug. Like I was waiting on it to get slicker. I was like, and I, and then the engine ended up walking up and it it was pretty, I, I heard it pretty good. I, uh, the water temperature, um, started to climb and I started to back off of it a little bit and I was hoping the water temperature would come down because I look in front of me and I see Mike Marler and then when I started to get out of it, that's when, um, Shepard passed me and I was like, I'm running with Mike Marler and Brandon Shepherd and I'm like, I can't pull in. Like, this is like, you know, this is a dream. Oh, yeah. And then I, you know, it ended up really hurting the engine. I, I kept apologizing to my dad because it was his deal. And I was like, I'm sorry. And he's like, it did exactly what we wanted it to do. And I was like, I, I'm i an idiot. Like, why did I do that? Like, I got so caught up in, in over exceeding our expectations. And I kind of got like, oh, like, look where I'm at. Like, this is cool. And then, like, instead of being doing the smart thing, pulling in. But isn't that the most difficult decision to make and i understand
1: looking back now you can say you got caught up Yeah. but to know you're in that spot you're you're you are exceeding expectations if to me that is the same thing as when you're up front and you start hearing everything that may yeah. be going wrong with your car but on the flip side hey i'm here and this is going well i don't hear that yeah. it's okay yeah you do we're that gonna thing. push this yeah it'll be okay you
0: you tell yourself that i think i think any competitor in that spot is gonna think let's go because that's that's all i was thinking in my head was i'm like i'm doing really good and i'm not even to the part of the race where I set up to be like i've always been a guy that's like the the first 50 laps don't win you shit the last 50 laps win you the race like why you know if they're gonna go out and water the track don't i'm not gonna go out there and and loosen my car back up i'm like it's gonna blow off hopefully we'll see how much but i've always like you set up to be really good at the end and i think we showed that a lot this last year because most of my wins came off passing somebody with like under five to go yeah like Mm -hmm. just trying to make sure that like so i was like i think i pulled in with only 30 laps in or something like that and like i said like it was really hard for me knowing that i was doing that good and i was like man i you know i was anticipating starting to go on like lap 75 like I wanted to go, I want to make it to lap 75. I want to make it to where like, I, you know, I really wanted to be, but hopefully I did learn a lot. I learned definitely like we can't, we definitely do not have the budget to, we didn't have the budget to do it the first time and like trying to figure out what all we have to do. And, and thankfully, you know, Travis Kern is really good to us and, and he's getting our, our engine put back together. And, um, Jacoby Hines made me a good deal on some parts and like a bunch of, um, you know, things happening for us, and it's going to help us to are like, we're not going to have a, a whole boatload of money going back into this engine. Like, it's honest. The one we raced at the Jackson, we had less money in than we have in our crate. Like, that surprised wow. a lot of people. And Travis said his phone was ringing off the hook, like, there's no way, like, Tyler was saying that was a wet sump engine, and this, that, and the other, and there's no way, right? And he's like, yeah, it is. And then he started having people wanting to order them. They're like, they're like, so I don't have to pay for the whole oil system and everything? And it's like, well, it does help your engine last longer but like for what we want to do being able to swap back and forth the wet sump just made sense and like i said the crank came out of tory's engine i think it's older than i am a lot we lot traded here. we <laughs> traded um engines that are one of tory's uh engines that we had sitting around that i think everything on it was older than me to a different guy who wanted to go steel block stuff and we got some of his stuff like we really had less money in that than we had in our crate so it was like <laughs> and we're going to have about the same in a rebuild as a little more than we would have a crate rebuild, but like, I'd say this is probably it. Like we can't, I don't think we're going to get that lucky that many times in a row. So right. I, I got to be careful with this one. So what is the plan? I mean, this is uh, i know you've, you've hinted around
1: and you, you've put some stuff out there on social media, but. It's,
0: I want to say that we'll. End up being Brownstown Speedway super late model champion. This next year, like I would say, like, if, if you were going to ask me what's a, like your goal, I would say that's, that's really kind of it in a roundabout way. Like I want that to happen because I ran so good at all these other races. So it's, by the time you look at Brownstown schedule and you got, you know, three Lucas shows, world outlaw show, flow racing night, um, you know, born free, different things that come in. It's like, well, every race pays good. You only have a handful of what you call weekly super shows that yeah and it's like well if you just run those and you run all the other ones it's like you can be you know definitely in the point somewhere decent so yeah. it's, um i hate to say like i want to put like that high like of a thing on it be like oh well let's just run on all these super shows it's like well i don't i've said it before i don't think there's a big difference between super guys and crate guys we're just as good as the super guys absolutely we just don't have the engines so i'm trying to say oh i'm gonna put dad's money where my mouth is since he's buying this engine <laughs> and say well let's just go do it let's prove it if i can be ilms champion i can be super champion so why not one well, jared bailey what a year or so ago argued
2: that it you know you're almost better off to go super racing because of yeah the better payouts yeah and
0: it's yeah. I think there's a lot to that. And, uh, you know, they're honestly fuels cheaper, which I like in order to like really be good in a crate, you gotta, you gotta run E85 or like there's some oxygenated stuff or whatever. Methanol. If you do if you go to a place that doesn't tech whatever, wherever, but like, um, you know, super just use race gas. It's like, well, it's expensive per drum, but you only, burn like I was talking to some of the guys like oh we'll burn like eight gallons a night or something I'm like (laughs) I burn like 15 or 20 I don't know like so it's like well might be a little cheaper on fuel probably go up in tires so it's like running costs aren't going to be all that different um you know oil changes probably happen a little more often but yeah I think uh, operating costs are not off enough to like where the payout is like not going to offset that so I definitely think there's a chance especially if we could you know I think that's another goal. I would really like to at least be in really, really good contention for a couple of those local show wins. Like, I think, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, let's go out there and win the icebreaker. Let's go out there and win flow racing night or something like right. that. You know, like the Born Free events like that or All of Hall of Fame. Yeah. Or any of those shows. It's like, I don't see any reason I can't outrun Bailey. Stapleton, Gilpin. Now, I'm not saying it's, just, I'm just going, it's not a cakewalk. That's not yeah. all well, I'm well, saying. You're you're, right. suing, you're yeah, suing, yeah. like, i yeah. nothing but respect for all the great super guys, just like all the great crate guys. But it's like, I gotta, like I was saying I gotta, you gotta believe in yourself. Right. You're going to go do it. So it's yeah. like, I, why not? Like, we'll just, but you know, I might be totally wrong. This, I might have been a beginner's luck thing at the Jackson. <laughs> the car might need, you know, all kinds of different adjustments and everything. And we might be struggling all year, but you know, I'm I'm prepared for that too. I'm not enough to say, Oh, we're just gonna go out there and dominate. No, I don't I don't think that, but it would be nice to go out there and be competitive on a weekly basis in the Supers.
1: Let's also uh talk about this because, you know, you are gonna bounce back and forth between the Crate and the Super. And we talked earlier about your time with Joe Rush and the American Crate All Star series and, and everything that Joe does. I got The utmost respect for Joe, but pretty exciting news that Joe is bringing the American All-Star Series north. I know that two or three years ago, you and and I and Joe, we had talks about trying to get them up here. And Peregrine Speedway hosting a $20,000 to win crate show as a a guy that has done both. Because I've said this forever, since I had my experience in Tennessee with the American All-Stars. That's normal in Tennessee yeah. for them to run for five, 10, is a big pay. They don't get me wrong, but five or $10,000 wins. That's, that's normal for those guys to get to go run yeah. for. What's it like to finally know you got a crate show here in Indiana. that's going to pay out 20
0: grand. That it, When I first heard the announcement, I was like, initially I was like, why Paragon? Cause like <laughs> I went there once and I wasn't that great. And you know, there's a bunch of our, the toughest crate competitors that that's basically their home track. So it's like, <laughs> You know, why couldn't it have been Twin Cities? Uh, but I get like Paragon doing a great thing stepping up and, and doing this. So it's it, like that's, it was more joking about the, like, it's awesome to see somebody step up and say, we're going to. Well, I hear that Peden is actually doing track prep. Of course. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I think he's also probably doing draw. And he's he's probably like having Neil is teching and yeah. Peden is track prep and draw. <laughs> yeah. Jamie's going to be up in the tower doing qualifying times. I, I, I could see how it's going to go. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um, no, it's really like, and you know the 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 great thing about like finally having a show like that come up to Indiana is like that show pays what the Jackson paid last year. right? Or was a Jackson twenty, it's right around the same. Like, yeah, Jackson yeah. twenty. So it's like you're getting a Jackson one hundred payout for crates, and if anybody out there thinks that it's not going to be just as competitive as a Jackson one hundred field just because it doesn't have big names, like. You're going to be wrong. There's going to be 50, 60 cars there. It's going to be tough. to. It would not surprise me that, like, out of, like, all the guys that won features this year um, here in the state or, where you know, wherever. So you got, like, Mag, Britton, me, Tyler, all of the guys that you could think of. Like, it would not surprise me if multiple of us do not make that show. I would agree 100%. Like, that's just, like, you know, it would not surprise me if one of us wins it, like, Either, but like, they, you know, you're going to see a side of crate racing that's like kind of, you know, not really ever been around here. And I think it's going to draw the guys up from, the, it's going to draw guys from other areas that are these crate superstars. And it's, you know, even if they've never been to Paragon they're not, they're honestly going to be on a pretty good playing field because most of us crate guys haven't either we had what one or two shows last year Mm -hmm. and you know even the guys at paragon is their home track they don't get to go there with the late model that much so it's like you know these out-of-towners are not going to be it's like just well just because of tracks in indiana doesn't mean it's that we're like shoes for it if i haven't been there you know paragon's just as different for me as it is volusia is like you know it's i I can't go down to Volusia and like call it – it's a different race – Racetracks different than than racetracks, and it's gonna it's gonna be a very crazy show. I believe you're gonna feel you're gonna see some super guys if they're off that. weekend.
2: absolutely cra- oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I think I think you'll see a lot of those guys if they get the
1: opportunity to uh, to be there. And and I am excited to say just so anybody listening, uh, and I I appreciate Paragon Speedway working with us. But that that show will be. Um live on Dirt to Media uh you know, right right there. And again, we've been partners with Joe for a while and, and excited to uh to put that show on because and if you haven't seen the updates Paragon is just making to the facility, you can't say enough, man. That yeah, place working is gorgeous and uh so yeah, twenty thousand dollar payday, um pretty exciting there. Oh yeah. We're gonna take a quick uh pause here, real quick, just so I can throw out a couple of sponsors. Racing Vector Store, the ultimate resource for high-quality, fully customizable vector images for dirt racing and other motorsports. Perfect for digital media, craft projects, t-shirt and logo design, sponsor presentations, wrap design mock-ups, laser engraving, signs, websites, and much, much more. Again, that is Racing Vector Store with over 190 designs available to download. Visit them today at racingvectorstore.etsy.com. Any racer out there knows how difficult it is when you're fixing your sheet metal and you've got to drill out the pop rivets. You end up with that 3 16 drill bit and it's got rivets fed all the way up the shaft. You end up having to get a pair of pliers out, reverse that and work those rivets back off that drill bit. Damaging the drill bit, dulling the drill bit. Thank you to our friends at PopBit. They have now made removing rivets easy. Check out their website at popbitusa.com. These are all made right here at the USA and will save you time, money, and effort when drilling out pop rivets. Check it out and be on the lookout for an upcoming segment sponsored by PopBit here on Throttled Up. Have you had a chance to get a pop bit yet, Tyler? I haven't. I haven't had to drill a rivet out yet since. Well, <laughs> I'm going to be the one, and, and Tommy, if you're watching, I, I need... Need more pop bits, but I'm gonna be the first one to give you a pop bit pro here. Um, if if and when you got to drill out rivets, it's gonna be the best thing that ever happened to you. This so is perfect because I was planning on buying a few of these. So so <laughs> there you <laughs> this, this is a really cool idea. Yeah, unbelievable. And um so yeah, if you've not checked it out yet, popbitusa.com. Um, go check them out. It was it was kind of funny. I I happen to be you know doing my nightly thing before I fall asleep and scrolling TikTok for. Yeah, about know, 15 minutes. And I came across a video of a guy like at a U-Haul center, and he was drilling out rivets on the the taillights in a trailer. And I just happened to put on there, hey, because he was using just a regular drill bit. I said, you need to check out PopBitUSA.com. The guy commented back to me and said, had never heard of him. I just looked at their website. And I was like, I just threw that out there thinking, this guy will never see this. But... So yeah, so really cool, but yeah, check out popbitusa.com and uh and get over there and, and help these guys out and give them a chance. So Tyler we talked a little bit before we jumped on the mic and I, and I want to go back to this because, you know, we talked about your uncle Tory and and what that whole family connection means. Um what's it like to to know you get to go out and race with him and compete with him. And, and, you know, and I know there's times when he's off that he's right there in the pit with you. We talked about that, but what, what is it like to know that you have those opportunities?
0: It's like the, you know, for me, it's especially since like, a, my first year racing Tori was in supers. So we really didn't get a race together all that much, but when we did, it was like, you know, but like now, you know, what happening more often, it's like, you know, Tori, was my hero He's the reason I wanted to become a race car driver. So for me to get to go out there and race against him, um, you know, I know we we were talking about the, the show up at, at Lincoln park where he, he passed me, like I was sitting still after, um, you know, to take the lead. And I was like, you know, I was rooting for him just as much as I, you know, like I, I, and I, I expected him to do the same thing to me. Like, I just because, like, I'm racing against him, I don't race him any easier or any harder. You know, I'll be, make sure I'm clean with him. But, like, I'm not going to give him a win. Like, but, like, you know, I, I was try like, and I would expect the same thing out of him. I don't give me nothing. And we do, you know, we're both race car drivers. But yeah. it's so cool that we, like, you know, get to go and do that together. And, like, as a kid, when I was growing up going with him, it's like, well, now I get to be out there. And he's still out there with me. And, um, and it's, it is really cool too, when he's not racing and he goes with me, like having, you know, he'll give me, you know, bits of advice here and there and, you know, just help me, you know, not get in my head so much, you know, help me calm down or whatever and not, you know, oh, yeah. overthink a situation or something like that. And he's like, just go out there and, you know, do what you do or whatever words that he happens to give me that night. It's like, well, it just, it's, it's always helpful having him around. That's awesome.
1: You know, we, we've talked also about, you know, the, the engine swap and some of the things, and I know you've got a, you got a pretty good crew that rolls with you about everywhere and, um, helps you get to the track. So why don't you, uh, not you shout those guys out, you know, thank them. I got
0: to thank dad first. It's always, um, me and the dad, me and dad in the garage, um, you know, that me and dad on wash day, it's always, it's, you know, if if I can't be there, he's doing maintenance on his own. Or if, you know, he can't be there, I'm doing something on my own, but like, it's, it's he and I that, you know, do everything together. And I can't thank him enough for, um, even in my really ambitious, um, goals of, you know, wanting to do an engine swap on a Friday and race on Saturday. And, you know, and he's like, oh, I'm not as young as you. I'm like, Oh, you can't be. Let's, you know, let's, let's do it. And he's like, all right. So, um, and then Alex and Zach, uh, Taylor, um, those guys are like just, I can't, they're like my brothers. I can't thank them enough. They're there every week. Um, you know, sometimes they got stuff going on, but at least one of them's there every week, um, taking care of all the things that I like hate to do because it distracts me from things that I feel like I should be doing, but things that have to be done. So it's like, you know, getting the tires off, set, making sure my pressures are set, making sure my lugs are tight. Um, every, like Oh, I forgot to, uh, I want this tire groove different. I want, you know, oh, we need to re-sipe this. We need, um I need these tools. You know, we get in a hurry of like, okay, body, rip the quarter panel off. They're in there. Everything that lets me focus on making the car faster where I can like not just be overly stressed out trying to worry about. Those guys take care of it without like, you know, I don't have to tell them nothing anymore. Like they're just doing it. it's just so nice like it really is like i see guys that like a lot of drivers that have to like you know jack the car up take all their own which i still do so i'm not saying like i would like i'll just sit back and sit in my lawn chair and let those guys work but like i see guys that have to do all that stuff on their own and i'm like you know there's a lot of like honor and stuff in that but also like there's a big advantage to me not having to the to do all the things that my crew does so i can't thank all of them enough we would not be where or I would not be where I am. We would not be where we are as a team without all of us being, um, you know, working so well together now after, after these few years. And then, like I said, Tori uh, and his crew guys, if they're not racing, they'll come help too and lend a hand wherever they're needed. So
2: I think it's awesome that Toby was gonna say, has yeah. helped Tori for so long. Right. And
0: then Toby's boys are helping you. I mean, it's, it makes it, it's, yeah, it's really like, you know, since we family all around. Yeah. I mean, we grew up together, you yeah. know, dad and, and Toby and Tori, they've all been friends since they were young. And so now I grew up with Alex and Zach, and it's really cool to have them at the track with me. And then, um, you know, it, it, it makes us our whole, both our teams really close. You know, it's oh, like yeah. Tori needs something, and, and you know, i won my heat. All my guys are over there with Tori. You vice versa. You know, it's like we're all, you know, flip-flocking back and forth and doing whatever we need to do to make sure that both of us um, have the best night that we possibly can. It just, you know, because we've all been like family our whole oh, lives. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Let's talk again. I know it's it's kind of that time when you're still finalizing some things. But who's
0: who's some sponsors that you're you're one to to thank? Um, Justin Shaw, Superheat Solutions. First, um, he's uh again another one of those people. I would not be where I am without Justin. Um, can't thank him enough for for everything. My car's up at his shop right now, getting a body on it. Shocks fresh and whatever needs done so that when I get that thing out of his shop, we're ready to go win races again. We'll bring it home, put the engine in it, whatever. But is um, he not hands down? I and I want your
1: perspective on this, but is he not hands down one of the most talented individuals in this?
0: He, in, really, in motors, it, he it, it like, a, I think a lot of people forget that he's a really talented driver. Yeah. Like, oh, 100%. Like, I don't know. Like, whenever um, I was kicked out of Verdon a couple of years ago um, for part of the season and i knew that the couple big races were coming up um we and justin were in preparation for him to drive my car i was like i'm not gonna let this fast of a car sit idle especially at my grandparents race and and i think the other one was the carrie ruey memorial race that was paying 30 you know they ended up paying four thousand dollars to win and like i knew it was coming up i'm like we are not gonna let this car sit here i'm like you're gonna get in it and drive it and he's like well i haven't raced him before i'm like i don't care you can do it and he was like down on himself he's like oh, i'd like to get it out at least one time first and like i'm like no you don't need it like <laughs> we're, I, we're gonna go do this i trust that you can get in it and go win i'm like even if you don't like whatever but i I trust that you can And it's he's uh you know he's been out of it basically since i started his last year that he was kind of full-time racing was 17 in my my first year that's kind of how we got connected i didn't really know him before that um we were racing against each other and then we just kind of became friends and um and then he started his business and i was like all right, bring you my car next week. Like you're gonna be doing setups, bodies, help me, and uh, it just kind of took off from there. So, and then the 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 knowledge that he has in shocks now is like it's up there with anyone in the country. He started out uh, not even really being into shocks. He was doing bodies and stuff, and we were taking my shocks to Brock Burton, and then he ended up making some deal with Brock and got Brock's dyno, and then he's like, I guess I'm working on shocks now, and. <laughs> Now he's one of the top Penske sellers in the country and one of the top, you know, shock tuners out there. And wow. it's really cool to see how far that it's, I feel like it, that's why one of the reasons that he and I like mesh so well together. It feel like we've just grown together. Like I was a rookie mm-hmm. and he was just kind of like starting out in this business. And it's like, as I get better, I feel like I help make him better and he helps make me better. we just both Oh yeah. kind of, and it like, like a, you know. It's awesome that, I, like, he was telling me that he was, like, number two Penske dealer in the country or something like that. Like, I, th- I think that's what it was. I don't... But it's like, man, that's awesome. The thing is, I I was one of the first people to buy Penske's from me. Like, you know, it's like, now here we are winning a championship with these Penske's I bought from you and you're selling however many sets and doing yeah. these work. And
2: I think I was at the racetrack that night you made the switch because you had to do the... your own little uh, sponsorship on the spoiler that night.
0: Yeah, I was going back and forth between... um Penske's and Billsteins. Yeah. But they were, the Bil- the Bilstein's were his, like he was loaning to me because I yeah. was wanting to get into those too. So it was his set of shocks and we were doing some, yeah, we were just, I was testing out a few shocks for him that he'd been wanting to try and, and we were learning some stuff. So yeah, it was, Um, I didn't want to, ha- I didn't want to go out and win a feature on Bilstein's with a Penske <laughs> sticker on the back. <laughs> and like a lot of people, I know, I see other guys that do it and they don't care. But it's like, for me, I was like, I want people to know, and I, I did win that night. we put got Bilstein's on, I taped over the Penske and wrote Bilstein. Like I didn't get anything out of Penske. It's just like, I just, you know, if people out there want to know when I'm running to go out there and buy it, call Justin, he'll sell it to you. Yeah, like I guess. Yeah, so well, yeah, right. That's, on. that's the relationship we have. It's like, yeah, I, my program is an open book. It's like, if somebody calls and this does happen actually quite often, which is one of the cooler parts to me, is like, somebody's like, what does Tyler have? And Justin will tell him and be like, I I have it here. You want it? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. We <laughs> the win win. You make money and I don't care. Right. Um, but so I yeah, the Justin, um uh, my mom Lutherow, Debbie Collins, her boutique, um, actually out of my house now since we bought their house, but um and uh S and M precast, Tailfeather Farm Market, um, Valvoline, uh Capital Race Cars, um, Gosh, I'm trying to think of it. Ride Auto Part Machine, uh, Stop Protect Brakes, Gorsuch Performance Solutions. Um, new sponsor on board this year, uh, Nolan Wells, Wells Construction. Um, gosh, I'm trying to... I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. It's been a few months off. I can't remember everybody, but... Um, Travis Current Race Engines. Can't forget Travis. Travis is the man. He helps keep our... our Crane engine and now super engine going. Um, we popped engines before, or, or I felt like I was about to blow one. It felt like it was down on power, in and out as quick as he can. Super great guy. He's one of the best guys, I think, that I've ever met in motorsports. He's one of the least greedy, like, actually out there doing it for the racers kind of people. And it's, you know, some people out there, it's like, oh, like, oh, you can go out here and get, this and better and go out to north carolina and buy this and it's like yeah but you ain't gonna get what you get from travis yep. like
1: you just the service yeah. and travis is gonna get you back to the track because he yes. wants to see you at the exactly. track.
0: exactly that's what i was gonna say yeah yeah he wants to see his racers out there not just running not just running good but just running he even to if he's you got to loan you a motor he's got sitting yeah. back there he wants yeah. you racing. Absolutely. yeah he is yeah. And we've seen that happen. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. We were over at his shop, and we were talking about my engine. We were trying to get pistons and heads and stuff, and, you know, he's got—he's ungodly busy, and we were, you know, and I—we're kind of behind the ball because we need parts here, and um, I had to get the—take the block over to get machined, and he doesn't even have it yet, and talking to him, and he's like, you'll be ready for the Jackson—or for the icebreaker. He's like, oh, make sure you're ready, and it's like, that's just— you know, what other guy, you, you're not going to call Jay Dickens or somebody unless you're a big name guy and they're going to be like, oh, I, yeah, I got you. Like, that's what Travis does. They, you know, all of his local guys are the big name guys. He wants to, all of the guys that, that run with him, you he helps them out. And, and honestly,
1: Travis has the ability and the knowledge if he wanted to turn his back on the local racer and was greedy, he could be Jake. He absolutely could be. That's the point I want to make too. It's not like a, it's, it's not your bargain bin motor just because it's, it's coming from Travis. It's right. He could be, he could be with all these other guys as well.
0: Well, I mean, you like what he did with that. Like I said, that engine, we legit had less money in it than our crate. And we were outrunning guys with $50,000 engines and that thing blew up to zero fault of Travis. The there was a from the rain, there was a lot of mud and somehow some got in there in the wrong spot and knocked the water pump belts off. So the water pump was not flowing at all while I was out there hammering on it. it was fault of me and just bad luck. And that engine still was not in that bad a shape like it, it it what ended up it ended up getting the rings to touch in like it, there was some damage from being hot, but when I shut it off, the valve seats fell out and then that would locked it. I thought it was locked up, like just locked up. I blew her plumb up, but it wasn't it was decently bad, but not as bad as it could have been. And like I said, that thing did everything we wanted it to do and more and would still be chooching right now had I not done what I did. I could have saved it but had, you know, the mud not knocked the belt off. But yeah. Like I can't say enough nice things about Travis. He's uh it's really, he. every time he's at the racetrack and we win or run good, he's over there, you know. And I had a go, went great. Tr- engine still runs flawless, you know. I think last year we were still, uh, or was it the year before, we were like winning races and it had like 2,000 laps on it. Like that, that was, and you know, I tell Travis, I'm like, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but like, I don't look at my gauges, would. And I was like, and I run no chip, basically. I let the valves catch it. I'm like, and he's like, working so far. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, you just build that good of an engine that I can go out there and like, I, he knows I'm not easy on him. And then they last 2000 laps. It would create engine. Awesome. I do got to say here,
1: even though I, you know, sometimes I try not to talk about Steve Peden on here, but I do got to give a big shout out. And uh, for anybody listening with a small business, uh, what he's doing right now with the uh, nose sponsorship of his car, uh, he has had a Um, above, so if you look at his car right above the Royal purple logo there, uh, he's got a silent sponsor, uh, that has stepped up to pay for the spot. Um, and if you are a small business, he is asking you to submit some things. So head over to Steve Pete racing on Facebook. Um, him and that silent sponsor, are they going to go through those and choose one small business to be featured on his car for free? Um, so I've sent him um, some information of uh, Dustin Roller Motorsports pictures of myself. Uh, I assume I I assume my face will be on the front of the P3 this year. Um, no, uh, but just cool man, and and just something totally different than what what a lot of guys and for his silent sponsor that stepped up and threw that out there. You know, kudos to them. Um, really really cool deal for so anybody out there with a small business, look that up on Steve Peden Racing and the. Uh, you know, take a shot. See if you can end up on the front of the P3. Um, I will tell you, it is a dangerous spot. Steve has been known to get into the Uke tires and, at times before, um, but he will he will replace you um,
0: after he gets into those Uke tires. I tried to pitch him Tyler Collins Racing. It is a small business, but <laughs> <laughs> I think got was a conflict of interest. He said no.
1: Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he didn't even give me a shot on anything. He was He was done with me from the get-go. So... Well, Tyler, man, I I can't say enough about how much I appreciate you coming on, and uh, you know we're excited to be back and 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 doing this again. And I had to, I mean, after seeing you were talking about the engine swaps, you were the, you know, the first one we called and and said, you know, got to get you here. So good luck this year, man. We
0: appreciate you and excited to see where you go and all you accomplish. I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for having me, guys. And yeah. it's cool to, yeah, you guys are finally back and and uh, be able to come on on here and. Yeah, hopefully it's it uh, turns into a good season. Gotta, oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the, uh, hopefully the buildup is worth it. <laughs> well, and for those of you who are
1: listening uh, on your favorite podcast delivery app or watching us right now live on Facebook, I do want to say in two weeks, uh, we will have the 5J himself, Joss Moffat, here in studio. Uh, I got to hang out with Joss just a couple weeks ago. and. Talk some things. He's got some exciting news. Some big things going to happen for him this year. So we're we're going to go open-wheel racing there a little bit, Matt. I'm going uh, to. Talking to Joss a little bit. And um, then we will have Mr. P3 himself. Uh, the first episode there of March, uh, Mr. Peden will be down. And then the episode that may end all episodes. Um, Celery Brown and Trent Niflis will be here. Uh, I assume, we hope it's finished by the icebreaker. We're doing it that Wednesday night before the icebreaker. I hope we can make it to the icebreaker on Saturday, and they're not still talking. But I'm not certain. Well, they Uh, might still be talking. We just might be (laughs) watching. We'll We'll come back and pick it up when when we're done there. So so excited about all of those. And again, man, uh, give us a follow on Facebook. And uh, Tyler, again, good luck, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
2: had a piece is like 815 Enough.